Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Living in the Bay Area, we are surrounded by water. The San Francisco Bay, after all, defines the region. It's literally in our name, Bay Area. But it's pretty easy to live here and not know much about what actually happens on that big body of water. I live in Potrero Hill and I can look out and see ships anchored in the middle of the bay. This is Sam Lord. He's got some questions about the boats he sees from his house. And I just wondered what they're doing there, what they're waiting for, and uh, how long they're there. And there's also those barges on his commute. I used to work in Berkeley and I'd commute over the bridge and I'd see these barges just anchored. The ones just north of the Bay Bridge that seem like they're always there. Turns out a lot of you have questions about these barges and some of the container ships parked nearby. Today on Bay Curious, we take to the water for some answers. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Okay, so we've got some curious vessels in the water doing all sorts of mysterious things. To get the what's what, we hooked Sam up with reporter Kelly O'Mara and sent them out on a boat with the Coast Guard. So we will not be going very fast on this trip. We set out from Treasure Island. That's where the Coast Guard has their vessel traffic services, also known as VTS. Any time of day, any time of night, we're open 24-7, 365 at Vessel Traffic Service. This is Michael Roja, head of VTS. Michael knows everything about boats in the bay. First, Michael takes us to those barges parked east of Treasure Island and north of the Bay Bridge, the ones Sam wants to know about. They're parked at a spot called the Treasure Island East Moorings. 
It's like a big parking lot, is what it is. This is the biggest mooring group in the bay, and I think there's probably about uh, eight to ten mooring balls out there. A mooring ball is a floating, well, ball that's anchored to the bay floor. At a mooring group, people can tie up barges to these balls, like parking spots. Almost all of the barges here at the Treasure Island Mooring Group are for dredging. The silt or rocks that are dredged up and removed from the bay floor are piled on a barge. Once it's full, it's towed away to be dumped. And one of the empty barges parked here is then brought in. And this kind of dredging work is actually happening all the time. The bay always wants to try to put itself back to where it was. And man doesn't want to do that. (laughs) The bay is relatively shallow in lots of places, just 10 to 15 feet deep. And we have to keep dredging certain channels so big ships can get in and out to load and unload, like at the port of Oakland. The estuary in the outer harbor are constantly getting silted. So they have to constantly be dredged, else the big container ships can't get in there. And that gets us to Sam's next question, about those big ships we could see off in the distance. How about the big cargo ships or container ships or tankers that are seen like over there? They use an anchor. That's Anchorage 9. Anchorage 9, the biggest parking lot for cargo ships in the entire bay. We'll get there in a second. But first, a quick primer on the difference between some of the ships that you see. A barge is just a floating platform. It doesn't have a motor. Think of it as the trailer part being pulled by a semi-truck. A cargo ship has an engine and is built to go long distances. They're sometimes designed for specific cargo, like oil or cars, but in theory could carry anything. A container ship is a specific kind of cargo ship designed to carry shipping containers. If you're still lost, check out our web story and we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, Sam has some more questions about Anchorage 9, so back to Kelly and Sam out on the water. We motor away from the Treasure Island moorings and towards Hunter's Point, where the big container ships are anchored in the middle of the bay at Anchorage 9. Before they they come to San Francisco, they have to submit a request, uh, a notice of arrival. Basically, the big container ships need a plan for where they're going and what they have to unload before they can even enter the bay. They're already assigned a berth, so the pilots will take them all the way to their berth, or sometimes they're assigned to the anchorage, at which point they will come here to the anchorage. A berth is a spot at a port to unload cargo. An anchorage is a specific spot to drop anchor out in the middle of the bay to wait. There are anchorages all over. Number 23 up near Benicia is for ships to wait out the fog. Anchorage 9 here is the biggest and the only place fueling is allowed inside the bay. The biggest ships that come into the bay are the ultra-large container ships, most of which head to the port of Oakland. So that's where we decide to head next. As we turn our boat towards the East Bay, our question asker Sam has some more questions. I see large container ships come into the bay and leave and come and go. But I also see some that are anchored for several days. Typically, ships are getting unloaded and reloaded within a couple of days, sometimes even just in one day, but not always. Other than fueling, is there a reason they'd stay anchored in the bay for an extended period? It's going to be based on um, 
their agents setting up their mooring inside the port. Sometimes, uh, like when there was a labor dispute at the Port of Oakland, that slowed a lot of folks down. That labor dispute back in 2016 meant it was taking longer for ships to get unloaded. That was just one big example of things moving slowly. But most of the time, if a boat sits around for more than a day or two, it's because the company hasn't given that ship new orders yet. There aren't enough people to unload, or there isn't a shipment ready for pickup. There are about 25 to 30 big ships traveling in the bay every day, and each port is designed for specific types of cargo, whether they unload big containers or cruise passengers. Basically, each of the, each of the docks at these different ports have a specific purpose. Like all these inside of uh, Oakland are going to be container products. That's why Oakland's port has those massive Star Wars looking cranes to unload all the containers. Uh, up in Richmond, there's uh, a fuel dock. That means petroleum, oil products. There's an aggregate dock. Rocks, gravel, sand, concrete. San Francisco has a uh, car terminal. And yes, they do drive the cars right off the ship. Up in Venetia, the fuel, Rodeo's fuel, Martinez fuel. In San Francisco, ports 27 and 35 are specifically built for cruise ships. When things don't line up and a boat has to sit in the bay for more than a day or two, the big shipping companies don't like it because it means they're losing money. Sometimes, if a boat's there for a really long time, the Coast Guard has to check in on the crew and make sure they're doing okay, that they have enough supplies. Most of the time when they're standing there waiting, there's not a lot of money being made. Right. So, yeah, sometimes we got to check on them. What Sam and I really took away from our time on the bay is how many details the Coast Guard has to keep track of. It looks like boats just come in and dock and turn around and go back out, but I think there's a lot of stuff going on that I never knew. There's a lot of stuff goes on that most folks don't ever realize, you know. And that's, you know, like I say, that's a good thing because when people don't know about it, it means nothing went wrong. That was reporter Kelly O'Mara. Thanks to Sam Lord for asking today's question. There's a lot more that Kelly and Sam learned on their tour of the Bay that we've put online, including the answers to two more listener questions. What happens to the sewage on the ships? And how does the crew get off when they're anchored in the middle of the Bay? Find the answers to those questions at baycurious.org. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's Trivia Game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.